Hello, this is Pastor Kong Hee. I want to thank you for joining us on our podcast. I pray that you'll be blessed in Christ, encouraged by the Word, and experience an encounter with God. Remember, knowing God and being known by Him is the greatest pursuit of life. Enjoy the message. This is part two to this question. What happens when Christians and preachers quote scriptures out of context? Now, understanding the context of a scripture is a most basic rule of hermeneutics or Bible interpretation. It is not the most important rule, but nonetheless, one of the key rules. We must always consider the context of a verse or passage when trying to determine its meaning. This is important because using a scriptural passage out of context can lead to error and misunderstanding. For example, if someone quotes Jesus' words in Luke 12 verse 19, Ah, take life easy, eat, drink, and be merry. And then say, this is Jesus' philosophy of life. That person has obviously taken the verse out of context and is in error. The context shows that Jesus is teaching the exact opposite. Jesus was merely reiterating the words of a foolish rich man who was judged by God for his worldly hedonistic lifestyle. So before we quote a verse, we must study the verses and chapters immediately before and after that verse. We must understand the context or we can end up with very wrong ideas and messages about Christian faith. Having said this, we mustn't be bound so rigidly to every contextual details that it makes any relevant interpretation and application of that text impossible. There are times when quoting a single verse out of context may be fine if the meaning is really a standalone truth. Take, for example, Matthew 18, verse 18. Some people get very upset whenever they hear Matthew 18, 18 being quoted in prayer. Whatever you buy on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you lose on earth will be loose in heaven. Out of context! they will protest. Or when they hear Matthew 18 verse 20 being quoted in worship, for where two or three are gathered in my name, I'm there in the midst of them. Out of context! (laughs) Matthew 18 is talking about church discipline, dealing with sin in the house of God. It has absolutely nothing to do with prayer or worship. Now, objectively, what is binding and loosing? They refer to the authority of permission what Christians would permit or allow in Jesus' name. In Matthew 18, verse 18, the context is indeed about church discipline. The church does have the spiritual authority to correct and, if necessary, to ask disobedient members who persist in serious sins or immorality to withdraw from the fellowship. But are binding and loosing limited only to the exercising of authority in resolving conflicts. Two chapters earlier, in Matthew chapter 16, verse 18 and 19, Jesus talks about binding and loosing in the context of the church prevailing against the kingdom of darkness in spiritual warfare. Surely the way this is done is primarily through prayer, right? Then in Matthew 18, verse 20, where two or three are gathered in my name, I'm there in the midst of them. Of course, the context has to do with two or three witnesses confronting the sinner. But the larger question to consider here is this. If Jesus is there, 
where two or three are gathered in his name to resolve a conflict, will he not be there when two or three are gathered in his name for prayer and worship? All the more so, right? He will surely be there, especially when we consider this in the light of Matthew 16, where Jesus talks about binding and loosing in the context of prevailing against the gates of hell. Therefore, we shouldn't be so rigid here in our hermeneutics and insist that binding and loosing have nothing to do with prayer or the gatherings of twos and threes in Jesus' name has nothing to do with worship. Now, did Jesus himself misquote scripture by taking it out of context? You know, very interesting. In Matthew 26, a woman came to Jesus one day with an alabaster flask of very costly fragrant oil and anointed his feet. Some of the disciples, especially Judas, felt it was wasteful and criticized this display of love and honor for Jesus. But Jesus defended her extravagant giving. What others would consider a waste, Jesus calls it a beautiful thing. He then said to them, For you have the poor with you always, but me, you do not have always which is a reference to Deuteronomy 15 and verse 11. But in the context of Deuteronomy 15, which says, the poor will never cease from the land, Israel was to be mindful and generous to meet the needs of the poor. But here in Matthew 26, Jesus is saying, it was appropriate for this woman not to consider giving to the poor, but to honor him instead in an extravagant way. Because even though she was unaware, she was actually anointing Jesus for his upcoming burial. So here, Jesus clearly took a verse out of his original context. But the truth he was expressing didn't contradict the counsel of God's word. Again, I want to emphasize that context is important when interpreting the Bible. We must pay close attention to it and not separate a verse from his intended meaning. But context is not always king. Some out-of-context verses do reveal standalone truths, and they do no violence to the overall teaching of Scripture. So back to the question we started with, what happens when preachers and Christians quote verses out of context? It is not always easy to have a differing opinion with someone else, let alone someone who may be your elder or teacher. Nevertheless, it's important that we have open lines of communication with each other as brothers and sisters in Christ and learn how to communicate and discuss and if necessary, engage in a friendly and amicable debate with tact, honor, and love. This is all part of our journey of maturing in Christ.